Okay. Are you ready to tackle this obstacle? Are you fans of Link's Awakening DX enough that the phrase tackle this obstacle makes you cringe? Boy, this object is really heavy. I bet you can't lift it with your bare hands. Alright, we're back playing Pokemon Silver. Because this is a new day, we can obtain new berries. So first we pick up one berry, and then we're going to go north to Mr. Pokemon's house, and we can pick up... That was a standard berry. And we can pick up a Poison Cure berry as well. Each berry tree spawns a berry once per day. So for like a daily podcast format. If we spend more than one day in a specific area, we can just automatically pick up new berries. Um, as you may recall, we're going to have Horsey. That's right, you heard, you heard her there. We've got a female Horsey. Uh, and we're using Razor Leaf now instead of uh, absorb, which is hopefully going to do more damage, but we were fighting a Kingdra just a moment ago, and Kingdra is going to be resisting our attack. Uh, Marowak also resists the attack. I think the only Pokemon in this area that don't- ooh, can't escape. I love it when we are double their level, but we can't escape. That's... hmm, just good. Okay, they did a confusion, we took a little damage, but we can keep on going. So we're going to stand in the route closer to going inside of town. And we're just going to walk in the grass for a little bit. Um, I think with a 25% level boost, and I think that the enemy starts at level 7. Um, 7 times 1.25 is um, uh, 7 plus 7 quarters, 4 quarters is a dollar, so 8 and 3 quarters, so probably 9. The enemy will probably be level 9, and we've got a pretty crap Pokemon. So, I think, uh, this is a level 2 Vulpix, let's just try a Razor Leaf. The, the attack missed, of course, of course, friends. Um... If, if there's anything that we needed, it was for Horsey to miss with its, like, 95% accurate attack. That's really what we're, what we're after. Um, hey, you know what? I'm going to jump into the general voice channel on the audio-only Let's Play Discord. And if anyone wants to come in and join me uh, in the general voice channel, then you're invited to. How you would know to do this uh, when, hey look, we killed a Staryu and got like a frickin' sixteenth of a level. Now, as I was saying, how anyone would know to join us, because uh, you know, you're listening to this episode a day or two after I record it. Um, I don't know, maybe you should just join the audio-only Let's Play Discord. Uh, and just have a good time with everyone, and just expand the community, and then you can keep your eye on the General Voice channel, and um, I'll be using it, not every time I record, but I'll try to use it when I record stuff, uh, if I remember to, and then 
other people, other people that create audio-only uh, Let's Play content are totally invited to use... Like, I'm not the manager of this Discord. Uh, it's not my Discord, so... I'm just a guest, and I'm using the General Voice channel while I record. Um, but I would encourage other people that do record an audio-only Let's Play podcast to use the General Voice channel while they record if they think that it would fit into the style of their cast. Like, for example, uh, the Daniel K podcast, I feel like it could fit. Oh man, we're fighting a lot of Marowaks and Vulpixes, but we're not fighting a lot of things that we can kill. So we're mostly running away from Pokemon over and over. Um, I feel like having a guest could fit a Daniel K uh, episode. I think, like, no cat, obviously it wouldn't really uh, fit their format because they have, like, a like a play the game stage and then, like, a later edit and commentary stage. It's sort of a very different style, um, which I guess Skeleton House is similarly sort of a people that play the game and, and people that do the editing bay content. Um, Troidal, Troidal Power, Troy, Troy of the Troidal Power podcast, um, could potentially record with someone else in the room, or with someone else via Discord, I should say. Um, let's see, uh, Kai, Kai, Kai Lee has a Neverwinter Nights podcast. They were, uh, starting just, uh, currently one episode there's like a character creation episode and then one actual game episode that are out so far. Um, and that's cool. It's so Neverwinter Nights is a Diablo. <laughs> Neverwinter Nights is a Dungeons and Dragons computer video game, and this particular like fan-made module it had really really good DMing, authoring content tools. So, hey, look, it's a star you. We can fight this. Um, so, Neverwinter Nights became popular in the fan community because of all the custom modules you could make. Like, the main game, you know, it was fine or whatever, but... Oh, boy. This leveling's gonna take a while. Um, but, yeah, Neverwinter Nights had a lot of fan modules created for it, and this one is based off of Diablo 1 and 2. So you start in Tristram, and then you like go through and you do stuff in Tristram. I don't know. We'll have to listen to the podcast to find out how faithfully it sticks to the actual Diablo story. I'm a big fan of the Diablo story. Um, there is a... I think that, like, the story is kind of dumb and kind of amazing at the same time, and particularly in 1 and 2, I think that there was a really strong game. I think that the team that worked on Diablo 3 um, didn't know what they were doing at all. Um, like, they put together a kind of tight video game in terms of, like, the gameplay of killing a monster and it drops a treasure and you take the treasure to town and then that lets you kill another monster. But I think they really just complete swing and a miss in terms of 
Hey, it's a Bulbasaur. I forget if we're supposed to fight Bulbasaur. Let's try Razorleaf. I think we can fight Bulbasaur. I think that's the determination we made. Oh yeah, Bulbasaur uses Spark, which we can resist because we're a grass Pokemon. Grass resists electric attacks. Um, the Diablo 3 people just completely misunderstood everything about the tone uh, and construction of the setting and world and script and like every single story element of what made Diablos 1 and 2 so good. Um, the, the, th the team that worked on 3 kind of got it wrong. Um, my relatively uneducated understanding of what happened is that most of the people that worked on uh, Diablos 1 and 2 left the company and ended up working on Torchlight. And Torchlight, it went with like mm, a lighter tone, I guess you'd say, than Diablo. Like when, when they started doing that new series, it, it, it wasn't sort of a, a grim, serious kind of thing. Um, but I like Torchlight. Well, I didn't play Torchlight one much, um, so I won't I won't speak too much to Torchlight one. But I like Torchlight two a lot. Um, you can be a wizard that shoots color beams. And you can have a pet antler, a pet deer that stabs things with his antlers and hops around carrying your loot. Um, if you give me a game where I can shoot rainbow lightning wizard beams and have a pet antler, I'm already on your side. You don't need to sell me anymore. Um, so... Let's see. If we go to the... Hmm, is a tome. So if we go to the Diablo wiki, we go to the Diablo one. Oh, supposed to be fighting a star, you. So we're gonna we're gonna look up some of these Diablo tomes. Uh, let's see. So there's this, the tomes of Diablo have this great narrator reads, like, it, it, it's not read in the voice of your particular character, because each, there are three character classes that you can play as in Diablo 1, and they each have their own voice actor, um, and the tomes are read in, like, a generic narrator voice, who reads certain parts of the game. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find all the... Let's see, if Horsey can defeat Vulpix level 2, this will open up our options, but... Okay, so Horsey can defeat Vulpixes as well. Um, so... We got 22 Razor Leafs left, and 55 experience to level up to level 9, and we get about 16 experience per fight, so... Heck yeah! Um, oh look, it's a Steelix. We gotta run away. Um, let's see. Can't, can't escape. We're level 8, and he's level 4. And we can't escape. Oh, look, Powder Snow. Hmm, love when those hit points. I love when they disappear. Because we can't escape from a Pokemon half our level. 
Um... Let's see... Uh, that's another Steelix, so we're gonna run. Kinda doing two things at once here. Um... Oh, so there's multiple Diablo wikis. a Kingdra. There's this really great, um, so these, these tome things sort of paint a picture of the setting in, in, in better, um, in a better way than many games manage to. Well, I will... Okay, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to roll that back. Not in a better way. In, um... A more distinct style than a lot of things do. Um... Because, I mean, you can do... You can do the show-don't-tell thing. Fine. You can show-don't-tell all day. But if you're just going to tell people... Like, if you're, if you're just sitting down and you're just going to lore-dump on their face then you better do it really well, because otherwise, people are going to get bored really fast. We just defeated the Vulpix there. Um, let's see. <clears throat> so, imagine uh, if a person with better audio quality than me... Oh crap, that was a Vulpix and we ran away. We could have defeated that Vulpix. Imagine if a person with like a full proper recording studio um, and a deeper voice than my own uh, was reading uh, sort of a, a grand bit of novel text to you, such as, Take heed and bear witness to the truths that lie herein, for they are the last legacy of the Haradrim. There is a war that rages on, even now, beyond the fields that we know, between the utopian kingdoms of the high heavens and the chaotic pits of the burning hells. This war is known as the Great Conflict, and it has raged and burned longer than any of the stars in the sky, neither side ever gaining sway for long, as the forces of light and darkness constantly vie for control over all creation. When the eternal conflict between the high heavens and the burning hells falls upon mortal soil, it is called the Sin War. Angels and demons walk amongst humanity, in disguise, fighting in secret, away from the prying eyes of mortals. Some daring powerful mortals have even allied themselves with either side, and helped to dictate the course of the Sin War. Nearly 300 years ago, it came to be known that the three prime evils of the Burning Hells had mysteriously come to our world. The three brothers ravaged the lands of the East for decades while humanity was left trembling in their wake. Our order, the Haradrim, was founded by a group of secretive magi to hunt down and capture the three evils once and for all. The original Haradrim captured two of the three within powerful artifacts known as Soul Stones and buried them deep beneath the desolate eastern sands. The third evil escaped and 
escaped capture and fled to the west with many of Haradrim in pursuit. The third evil, known as Diablo, the Lord of Terror, was eventually captured, his essence set in a soul stone and buried within this labyrinth. Be warned that the soul stone must be kept from discovery by those not of the faith. If Diablo were to be released, he would seek a body that would be easily controlled, as he would be very weak, perhaps that of an old man or a child. Um, so that's uh, one of the stories. There's uh, actually that's so that's um, the what call it? There's that was four different, uh, three different books that you find on levels four, eight, and twelve. Um, and I think the levels that you find, yeah. So you always find a book on levels four, eight, and twelve. Uh, Cathedral four, Catacombs eight, Caves twelve. Um, but then I think the book that you find, there's like multiple books that can appear on that level, and. Oh, by the way, Horsey leveled up once, but since the enemy is going to be level 9 and we're level 9, and they're theoretically going to potentially have, like, a type advantage over us, then uh, we're going to keep leveling a little bit more. Maybe hit 10. Um, besides, I got all this Diablo to talk about, and it looks, according to OBS, we've only been going 17 minutes. So I'm going to tell you more about Diablo, because I love Diablo a lot. Um, let's see, let's see. So, all praises to Diablo, Lord of Terror, and survival of the Dark Exile. When he awakened from his long slumber, my lord and master spoke to me of secrets that few mortals know. He told me the kingdoms of the high heavens and the pits of the burning hells engage in an eternal war. He revealed the powers that have brought this discord to the realm of man. My master has named the battle for his, this world and all who exist here, the Sin War. Glory and approbation to Diablo, Lord of Terror, and leader of the Three. My lord spoke to me of his two brothers, Mephisto and Baal, who were banished to this world long ago. My lord wishes to bide his time and harness his awesome power so that he may free his captive brothers from their tombs beneath the sands of the east. Once my lord releases his brothers, the Sin War will once again know the fury of the Three. Hail and sacrifice to Diablo, Lord of Terror and Destroyer of Souls. When I awoke my master from his sleep, he attempted to possess a mortal's form. Diablo attempted to claim the body of King Leoric, but my master was too weak from his imprisonment. My lord required a simple and innocent anchor to this world, and so found the boy, Albrecht, perfect for the task. While the good King Leoric was left maddened by Diablo's unsuccessful possession, I kidnapped his son, Albrecht, and brought him before my master. I now await Diablo's call, and pray that I will be rewarded when he at last emerges as the lord of this world." So in this, this uh, the first section was written by the Haradrim. The second set here uh, is written by a character named Lazarus, who we do not see within the game. Like, everything that was just described has already happened before your character even shows up, um, and you're sort of reading these books. These are like basically a primitive form of like audio log. Like if, if we had this today, your character would pick up a stone that plays an audio log as you keep on fighting and killing monsters. I think it's more um, fitting that you've found this diary entry sitting on a pedestal in a dungeon and like you stop 
and you take a breath from the monster fighting to hear this bit of lore, I think that makes the impact a little bit better. Um, but I mean, I guess that's up to you. Hey look, a Marowak! We're level 9. Does that mean that we can defeat Marowak, who's level 4? No, we're playing as Horsey. Um, and then there's another set. Uh, I think this is the third set. So if you're getting tired of this, uh, I don't apologize, because you're wrong for not liking Diablo. So it came to be that there was a great revolution within the Burning Hells, known as the Dark Exile. The lesser evils overthrew the three prime evils and banished their spirit forms to the mortal realm. The demons Belial, the Lord of Lies, and Asmodan, the Lord of Sin, fought to claim rulership of Hell during the absence of the three brothers. All of Hell polarized between the factions of Belial and Asmodan, while the forces of the High Heavens continually battered upon the very gates of Hell. Many demons traveled to the mortal realm in search of the three brothers. These demons were followed to the mortal plane by angels who hunted them throughout the vast cities of the east. The angels allied themselves with a secretive oracle of mortal magi named the Haradrim, who quickly became adept at hunting demons. They also made many dark enemies in the underworlds. So it came to be that the three prime evils were banished in spirit form to the mortal realm, and after sowing chaos across the east for decades, they were hunted down by the cursed order of the mortal Haradrim. The Haradrim used artifacts called Soul Stones to contain the essence of Mephisto, the Lord of Hatred, and his brother Baal, the Lord of Destruction. The youngest brother, Diablo, the Lord of Terror, escaped to the west. Eventually, the Haradrim captured Diablo within a soul stone as well, and buried him under an ancient forgotten cathedral. There, the Lord of Terror sleeps and awaits the time of his rebirth. Know ye that he will seek a body of youth and power to possess, one that is innocent and easily controlled. He will then arise to free his brothers and once more fan the flames of the Sin War. So, uh, this is... Uh, this is actually uh, copacetic. It's, it's in agreement with the uh, first set of stories that we read uh, as to the history of this world. Um, and it it warns once again that if Diablo were to be freed, he would seek the, uh, like a, a young, weak body to control. And uh, that's what he did, according to the second set of tomes. He, he controlled... He couldn't control like standard age adult King Leoric, but he took over King Leoric's son. Uh, and he's doing bad things. Um, now, I don't want to spoil what happens in Diablo in terms of the story, except to say that there is a game called Diablo 2. Uh, so obviously, the whole situation was not permanently resolved uh, at the end of Diablo 1, or you wouldn't have a Diablo 2. Um, now, I really like, oh my gosh, Steelix is just kicking our butt. It's using powdered snow, preventing us from running away. Alright. We're gonna go back to the Pokemon Center. So, the... One of my favorite things that has been done with this, um, uh, actually, I think the narrator of Diablo is, ah, uh, yes, Paul Edding. 
who uh, he's a real that guy. If you're if you're familiar with the um, what's it? If the Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast by two guys who are kind of embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast, and they have a bunch of terms that they have come up with over the the course of their podcast, and uh, a that guy. It's kind of what it sounds like. It's like, oh, you you sort of recognize them. Maybe you don't know their name, but you, you, you see their face and, like, they're in a bunch of different episodes as an extra over and over or something. Like, um, the guy that played Wayun and Shran uh, and Brunt uh, is... He's a that guy. He's, uh... He's... You, you kind of... You know him. And you're like, oh, it's, uh, is, there, is that? And then, and then the person who really knows a lot about Star Trek is like, oh, yeah, that's Jeffrey Coombs. He's, he's in tons of stuff. And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 Jeffrey Coombs. And then, and then the next time you see him, you've forgotten that his name is Jeffrey Coombs, but you still know his face. Um, anyway, uh, the person who did the uh, narration for Diablo is Paul Edding, who is in Diablo... Dragon Age Origins, Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2, uh, Jade Empire, Starcraft 2, um, let's see, Warcraft 3, um, I feel like he was in some shows, oh, he's in a lot of shows, oh, there's like two different video game sections, that's weird. Okay, so he was uh, in Diablo 2, of course, and StarCraft, and Metal Gear Solid. He plays Colonel Roy Campbell for Metal Gear Solid, so I don't need to say anything else, because any fan of this show naturally has played every Metal Gear Solid game about uh, 50 million times, and knows exactly who Colonel Roy Campbell is. Um, but, but those books are really great, and there's, um, on OC Remix, their video game uh, remix website, they do um, a lot of remixes. Well, I mean, it's like uh, contri it's contributors uh, submit remixes, and then they're approved by a team of people that approve remixes. Um, so I have no idea what the approval process is or anything. Um, but last I checked, there are like a gazillion remixes on their site. Um, at least 2,500, if not 3,000. I don't know. It's just so many. Um, but there's a remix of a Diablo 1 remix that mostly uses um, the audio from the Haradrum books as sort of the verses of this song, and then the instrumentals are basically uh, the, the connecting tissue between each verse. Um, and it all, it's all really good. I'm definitely gonna, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna put it in the show notes because I love it and you should all listen to that remix. I don't wanna, I don't wanna take the remix and put the entire file into, oh my gosh. So we fought that Bulbasaur and he was a little tougher than I would have liked and he paralyzed us in addition to doing um, about half of our life and damage. So now Marowak is hitting us with a Razor Leaf doing one whole damage, but we still can't escape because we're paralyzed. Um, and I think that escape must be some sort of speed comparison or something, because Horsey has kind of a low speed and then is also really bad at escaping, so I, I don't know. 
Anyway, I don't want to take the entire OC remix and put it directly into this, uh, this podcast feed. I feel like that would go too far in some way. Um, I mean, there... It's a good song. I don't want to just straight up uh, pirate their whole song. But I'm not sure exactly why I say that, because they are not, like, no one's paying them for their OC Remix. If you go and listen to it on OC Remix, you're not paying them a dime. So, I don't know why I feel like it would be improper to put their entire song into the podcast. Um, and, like, I could be convinced otherwise, I guess. But I feel like you should go to OC Remix and download their song. Um, in the show notes... OC Remix puts all of their songs up on YouTube um, so that you can sort of preview the song without grabbing an MP3 and then opening up an MP3 player and stuff. So I'll put the link to the uh, YouTube... Uh, actually, I'll put the link to the songs page, and then when you go to the songs page, they have the embedded YouTube thing, so you'll be able to play it. Um, and it's just a really good remix. Uh... Which is to say that, um, I like, I didn't actually play Diablo 1 that much. Uh, my friends had Diablo 1. I played it a little while. I actually played Castle of the Winds a lot more than I played Diablo 1. Um, and this was in the pre-Diablo 2 era. I don't remember when Diablo 2 came out. Um, but I played Castle of the Winds and I played Ardwolf. Um, and then Diablo 2 came out, and that just, that changed everything. Because in Diablo 2, you can just set entire summers of your lifetime on fire, just playing all sorts of stuff. You can just start characters and just run characters from start to finish through the game, through normal Nightmare and Hell mode, and you can grind treasure runs, and there's, it's just, it's so calm and satisfying. Uh, like, at first, as you're learning the game, it's difficult. And even as you're playing the game, if you're playing it on, like, Players 8 so that the monsters are more difficult and stuff, it it can have difficult moments. But it's sort of a zen difficulty type thing. It's it's a comforting difficulty. It's, it's a, a feeling of familiarity that builds up as you play the game over and over. Like, there might be difficult moments, but it's challenging in a way that you're used to. Um, so... So it's good in that way. Um, and I think lots of people have games like that. My game just happens to be Diablo 2. Um, and... If you have... You know, write to me and tell me what games that you find to be your sort of long play zen games. I know a lot of people play uh, World of Warcraft and they play it for like they've played it for a decade or something and um, that's great. Like I, I like that people can have a game that they enjoy that much um, and I, I can actually sort of connect with I think I can connect with some of the World of Warcraft people because I played Ardwolf Mud for a long time, and then recently on the audio-only server, people talked about playing a Mud as like an episode of an audio-only podcast, and 
So like, I went to Ardwolf Mud, and I'm like, oh, I lost my password, people, can you send me a reset? And they sent me a reset password, and so I logged in and I played as a character, um, and let's see, I started, like, I was level 22 when I first logged in, and then I played up to, like, level 51, um, and this is a game where there's, um, there's 201 levels in, like, a run-through, and then when you get to the end, you can, um, reset your level back to one, but you keep some of your old bonuses. I don't want to describe the whole system, because it's, like, not important. But anyway, you, you can reset and you play through the game again. So it naturally has, um, a game where you, uh, if you've ever played uh, Kingdom of Loathing, their ascension system is not very different from how Artwolf works. So, uh, in terms of, like, you, you play runs over and over, and as you become familiar with the game, you can, like, build up this supply of equipment and game knowledge that lets you speed up uh, the amount of... It lets you accelerate how fast you can do a single run through the game and stuff. Um, so it appeals to similar people. Oh, good! Horsey was frozen solid by a Steelix using Icy Wind. I love that so much. Um... Anyway, so you can you can have a game where it's just comfortable to play the game for a long time, uh, and it might be hard or difficult, but uh, even so, it's comforting. Usually, games that are sort of long-term comforting are mostly easier, with elements of occasional difficulty, rather than being uh, sort of regularly difficult. Like, I doubt too many people play Ikaruga as their regular Zen game. I'm sure they exist, I'm sure we could find a person, but most people don't likely play Ikaruga as their as their relaxation game. Um Hey look, we got the level ten! Attack 15, defense 13, special attack 19, special defense 20, speed 10. Well, that only took us 34 minutes. So now let's go to the Pokemon Center. I know we were just in the Pokemon Center a second ago, which astute listeners naturally are following the sound effects of everything that I do, and they can tell when I'm in the Pokemon Center or not, just based on the music and that classic triple time. But... Um, for less astute listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Pokemon, um, we were in the Pokemon Center a moment ago, we fought one battle, and now we're coming out. Uh, as soon as I tried to leave town from the second town, which is what, Cherry... Cherry Grove? Cherry Grove, yeah, we're in Cherry Grove City? <laughs> Cherry Grove City, it's got like three buildings or whatever. Anyway, so we're going to go back to Newbark, and as we do it, we get an exclamation mark above our head, and a guy runs up. It's the guy from before. You got a Pokemon at the Pokemon Lab. What a waste, a wimp like you. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, I too have a Pokemon. I'll show you what I mean. Uh, I saved right before this battle. So if we lose this battle, I will reset the game and I will not worry that it's saves coming because... So they sent out Pidgey, level 6, and we're just going to use Razor Leaf. And Pidgey used Psybeam. Wow, I was really overestimating 
the level of this enemy. We could have done this 34 minutes ago, friends. Psybeam has a really killer animation. Um, I wish it, like, shoots a series of pulses and the screen turns negative colors and stuff. But anyway, after six uh, Razor Leafs, Horsey was defeated. Uh, Horsey defeated Pidgey. Um, and then Triple Question Marks was defeated. Humph, are you happy you won? Luca got 360 for winning. I'm very happy I won. My name's Question Mark, Question Mark, Question Mark. I'm going to be the world's greatest Pokemon trainer. Um, who is our rival for this game? I don't know. Um, 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 you may recall that the, this is the second iteration of Randomized Silver. In the first iteration of Randomized Silver, I named the rival Alucard. Um, I don't know. Just because Alucard is a pretentious JRPG name that fits with how the character comports himself through most of the game. Alright, so now we go into the lab, and there's a police officer talking to the professor, and he says, I heard a uh, Pokemon was stolen here. I just was getting some information from Prof. Elm. Apparently, it was a young male with long red hair. What? You battled a trainer like that? Did you happen to get his name? So... Uh, yeah, we're gonna go with Alucard, because... Um... Let's see... A... R... D... I like it mostly because it is seven letters, and it uses up all the letters aloud. Okay, so Alucard is his name. Thanks for helping my investigation. I, okay, whatever. Let's talk to the professor. Elm says, Loka, this is terrible. Oh, yes, what was Mr. Pokemon's big discovery? Loka handed the mystery egg to Prof. Elm. This! But is it a Pokemon egg? If it is, it's a great discovery. What? Prof. Oak gave you a Pokedex? Loka, is that true? Th that's incredible! He's superb at seeing the potential of po people as Pokemon trainers. Wow, Loka, you may have what it takes to become the champion. You seem to be getting on great with Pokemon, too. You should take the Pokemon Gym Challenge. The closest gym would be the one in Violet City. Loka, the road to championship will be a long one. Before you leave, make sure that you talk to your mom. Okay, let's talk to mom. Oh, as we leave, uh, the assistant says, Loka, use these on your Pokedex quest. Loka, receive Pokeball. To add to your Pokedex, you have to catch Pokemon. Throw Pokeballs at wild Pokemon to get them. Loka put the Pokeball in the ball pocket. So... We can get a number of Pokemon. Let's talk to Mom, like they said. Wow, that's a cute Pokemon. Where did you get it? So, you're leaving an adventure. Okay, I'll help too, but what can I do for you? I know, I'll save your money for you. On a long journey, money's important. Do you want me to save your money? Before I said yes... I want to say no this time. Be careful. Pokemon are your friends. You need to work as a team. Now go on. So the way it works is that if you have your mom save your money, occasionally when the, like, since the money's not on hand, then if you die, you can't lose it. And uh, occasionally if your mom has enough money stored, she'll buy you stuff and send it to you, or she'll like buy upgrades for your room and stuff. I don't think we need to mess with any of that. We'll just have our money on hand and then never lose. I've seen you a couple times. How many Pokemon have you caught? Would you like me to show you how to catch Pokemon? No. Oh, fine then. Anyway, if you want to catch Pokemon, you have to walk a lot. There's a guy in Route um, 29 who offered to show us how to catch a Pokemon. But friends, we know how to catch a Pokemon. 
It's already a save file. Is it okay to overwrite it? Loka saved the game. Alright, alright. Uh, Wild Seedra appeared. Let's run away. How many Pokeballs do we have? I believe that we are given five Pokeballs. Yes, so we have five from the Professor's Assistant. Let's get to the second town. Um, we can get... Seedra? Kingdra? Let's focus on... This is a War Turtle. I want to focus on getting Johto Pokemon. I don't want to get all these Kanto Pokemon. Um, it's a War Turtle. Oh, this is another War Turtle. Great, great, great. Uh, so, like, we could pick up Steelix. We could pick up Kingdra. Those are just... A Kingdra is just an evolved form of Horseed, so it's like just a free set of stats if we pick up Kingdra. Though it is a Johto Pokemon. But like... Let's go north. This is So this is the Mountain Road route. Let's see if we can find something that is interesting. That's a Cubone, which is just a, worse than Marowak. Um, I don't think we evolved a single Pokemon during our... No, we must have. We must have evolved at least a Pokemon during our random random red. Um, who's that Pokemon? It's Jinx. Um, so... How many times do we fight a wild Pokemon before like, being confident that we've seen most of the Pokemon in the area? I don't know. We fought a lot of random battles before we saw a single Bulbasaur. So, maybe there are going to be a rare species. Hey! It's an Alakid! Let's see if we can use Absorb. Hey, it's not very effective. Alakid used Wing Attack, so this is some sort of flying Pokemon. Um, that kind of hurts, actually. Um, but if we can get this Alakid down... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that kind of hurts, even though he's level 2 and we're level 10. So, he's below half health. Then we're going to use a Pokeball. Uh, Pokemon... Rock, 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 rock. Sealed. Helikid was caught. Pokemon were uh, resisting the Pokeballs left and right in the first version, so I tuned up the catch rate on Pokeballs. So... You don't have to weaken a Pokemon down as closely as possible. If you get a Pokemon to um, half, if, it, if a Pokemon's at 50%, I think it's, or maybe 25% for legendaries, then it will max out the catch rate available on that Pokemon. Uh, and status can apply, but you don't have to whittle it down to like a third or whatever. Um, Elekid, electric Pokemon, number 239, height 2 foot, weight 52 bulb. Uh, even in the most vicious storm, this Pokemon plays happy happily if thunder rumbles in the sky. So Elekid's going to turn into... Uh, we won't give a nickname. Elekid is a Johto Pokemon that will turn into Electabuzz. So... 
you know, again, trying to focus on as many Johto Pokemon as possible. Uh, I think we could still use Elekid and call it a win. Because um, it'll be Elekid for a while. We'll have, we'll have done some fun stuff. Assuming, I don't know, after we catch a supply of Pokemon, we'll have to look at which ones are actually good. Wild Jinx appeared. Jinx is like the accidentally racist Pokemon. I mean, I say accidentally. I don't know for sure. I suspect it was uh, more out of ignorance than out of malice because Japan just, like the, the relationship with African descendant people in Japan is very different than it is in the United States. So I'm sure they do many racist things in every country in the world, but every country is also different. Also, we're fighting a Paris, but we're going to run away from Paris. So so racism is different in every country, but uh, sometimes the limited contact that Japan has with other nations makes them do things that seem far less appropriate. Like, if, if they did, if the same thing was done in the United States, it would immediately be recognized as being completely inappropriate. But in Japan, their norms are mm, a little bit behind the times, you might say. And so, sometimes... Sometimes it's the year 2000 and you put out a Pokemon... Well, it's the year 1995, and you make a Pokemon that's, like, kind of racist and has blackface. Alright, we got Vulpix. Um, there was Marowak, who I didn't catch. I guess I, I guess we should catch, like, a lot of things. Uh, Vulpix is using Powdered Snow on us, and that, that hurts, again, even though they're only level 2. Should we catch... Vulpix? I, I guess? We don't really know what's good and bad, so we gotta catch everything, I guess. Which means maybe we should go back and catch Paris and War Turtle and stuff. Vulpix Fox, height 2 foot, weight 22 ulb. If it is attacked by an enemy that is stronger than itself, it feigns injury to fool the enemy and escapes. Nicknamed to Vulpix... No. Um, everything I said a moment ago about going back and catching a War Turtle and a Paris... That was a complete lie. I am not going to catch a war turtle. Everyone has got the biggest, biggest boner for Blastoise and how he has cannons on his back. And I never really cared for Blastoise, so I do not want a war turtle in my team. Uh, Paris, we could get. I remember that we saw Hitmonchan at one point, and the Hitmonchan killed us instantly. So uh, we would run away from a Hitmonchan if we saw it. Um, now, as soon as we don't want to repeat repeatedly fight Vulpexes. It's the only thing that we find, so that's cool. Oh good, nine experience. I love that. Um let's see. Oh my gosh, another Vulpix. Alright, we're just gonna run. Honestly, like it's they're not worth the razor leaf. We're looking for a Steelix. Because a Steelix is a Johto Pokemon. 
another Vulpix! A Steelix is a Johto Pokémon, and it's gonna stay a Johto Pokémon its whole life. So... Steelix would be exactly the kind of thing that we're looking for in terms of a Pokémon to raise. And maybe it would be good, maybe it wouldn't be good. Maybe, maybe it's just like a weird quirk of the types that Steelix is... Alright, here's a Marowak. So we're gonna hit Marowak with an Absorb. Ooh, Marowak sends a Razor Leaf against us. Does one damage. We have 20, 19 hit points left. We're gonna use Absorb. Uh, it does a healthy amount of damage. This is gonna take multiple rounds of Absorb to get Marowak um, into the yellow, but I think just two. Oh, yeah! Critical hit! Alright, so we go to the pack. We have three Pokeballs. We're going to use one. Marowak is an evolved Pokemon, and evolved Pokemon have, like, a higher base catch difficulty. So, oh, yeah. Okay, it got, it got caught. Um, Marowak, Bone Keeper. Height 3 foot 3, 99 old. It, it collects bones from an unknown place. A Marowak graveyard exists somewhere in the world, rumors say. Give a nickname to Marowak? No, but that does, that does all sound spooky. Um, I'm actually going to go to the Mart, and in town we're going to buy some more Pokeballs, first of all. Uh, oh, we can't buy 99. We can buy... We can buy 15. We have three antidotes already, I remember. So, we're going to buy just 15 Pokeballs, and put all of our money into Pokeballs. Um, and then let's heal our Pokémon in the Pokémon Center. Boop, 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 boop. Um, and then let's get back out there and hope to find a Steelix. Um, I would accept Kingdra. Kingdra works. Uh, in fact, let's get both Kingdra and Steelix. You know, no reason to... Hey, it's a Staryu. Now... Friends, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Uh, I... One of my original Pokémon that I used was a Starmie, and I absolutely love Staryu Starmie. So we're going to catch the Staryu. I can't hurt it easily without killing it, so we're just going to throw a Pokéball directly. Staryu use Lick. Can I switch to a low level... Let's switch to Marowak, because this Staryu is only level 3, so... Our level 10 Pokémon is pretty much going to kill it instantly. Ooh, start use Rock Throw, and that hurts Marowak some. Let's use... I think Razor Leaf is going to be super effective. Let's use Vice Grip. It doesn't affect Staryu. Oh boy, Staryu use Lick, and Marowak's getting pretty hurt. Let's use Confusion? I think that might kill it. Don't kill it, don't kill it. Ooh, it's actually it's a it's a it's in the green, which means it's like above half health. Marowak, you are gonna get killed. Okay, Marowak faints, but that's fine because we're not doing Nuzlocke. We're just doing normal, normal fighting mode. So Vulpix is level two, Staryu is level three. We're gonna hit him with a Leech Life. Uh, Vulpix takes some damage from Lick. And then uses Leech Life. Sucks a little bit of life out of Staryu. Oh, that's like one damage. Okay, let's try this another round. Staryu's in the green hit point meters, so that's 
uh, I think it turns yellow when it's below half. Okay, so it turned yellow. So now we're going to throw... First we threw a Pokeball and it missed. And now we're going to throw a Pokeball and hopefully it will hit. Um, well, it didn't miss. It, it rocked twice and the Pokemon got free. Yeah, now Staryu is caught for sure. Please, data is newly added to the Pokedex. Staryu, star shape, height 2 foot 7 inches, weight 76 old. Even if its body is torn, it can regenerate as long as the glowing central core remains intact. Give a nickname to cut Staryu? No. I am a huge fan of Staryu and Starmie, so I think... Um, let's just... Let's just have a little look here. <laughs> Stats. It's a ghost rock Pokemon. It knows lick and rock throw. Uh, stats seem kind of balanced. It's hard to tell when they're level three. Um, I'm strongly, strongly in favor of keeping this uh, Staryu on our team as like a select. I know it's not a, it's not a Johto Pokemon, but in my heart, it's an amazing Pokemon. Um, it also, we're at 52 minutes, so I am being mindful of the time. But I want to see if we can catch um, a Kingdra. Let's just save the game. Um, so our Poke list is Horsey, Elikid, Vulpix, Marowak, Staryu. If we get one more Pokemon, hopefully it can be a Steelix or a Kingdra. And then we can end the episode with a set of six. Oh no, this is Marowak. With a set of six captured, and then we can, uh, you know, go into the next episode. Between episodes, I'll like I'll check stats and stuff. Um, I mean, I guess I guess I I won't do that between episodes. Um, I will. I will do that on air. No, no, no. I'll do it. I'll do it off air so that I can like write down the stuff, and you don't have to wait as I like type the notes into my sheet. So I don't want to make you wait on notes. There's enough waiting in this podcast as it is, um, which gives me a lot of time to ramble and talk. Oh my gosh! All right, friends. 54 minutes, and a Steelix comes out. Let's hit him with an absorb. Alright, Steelix uses Powder Snow. And takes three out of our 32 hit points away, so we can survive a few of those. Absorb is not... It does like 5% damage. And then he uses an Absorb back on us. Um, so let's hit him with a Razor Leaf and see what happens. I thought that we would like accidentally kill him or something, but... No, even one Razor Leaf only does like 25% damage. So we're going to use a second Razor Leaf. Oh my gosh! A critical hit! It's not very effective, and, and then he dies. This game... This game, friends. This... This game. I watched, uh... The first season of The IT Crowd. It's a show on Netflix. It's like a British comedy about uh, an IT department. It's pretty good. Uh, Lokotho recommends The IT Crowd on Netflix, if you have a Netflix. Or on whatever. I mean, I'm sure you can watch it elsewhere. 
Okay, here's another Steelix. I think we can try one more time before we're going to have to say that we've run out of time this episode. We're going to do one Razor Leaf, and the first Razor Leaf, if it's a critical hit, shouldn't kill it. And if it's not a critical hit, then we'll have problems. Okay, it's not very effective, and it wasn't a critical hit, which means we have to do another Razor Leaf, which means now we're in this danger zone. Also, the Steelix is a female, uh, which means it has a lower attack stat compared to the possible range of Steelixes. But I guess that doesn't matter, because it looks like it's some sort of Ice Grass Pokemon. Anyway, it's below half. We're going to use a Pokeball. Loka used the Pokeball. Rock. 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 Seal. Gotcha, Steelix was caught. Steelix's data was newly added to the Pokedex. Steelix, Iron Snake. Height 30 foot 2 inches. Weight 882 ulb. Uh, number 208. It is said that if an onyx lives for over 100 years, its composition changes to become diamond-like. Give a nickname to Steelix? No. Now see, that's exactly what I was talking about when I said, oh my gosh, I accidentally hit another encounter. I was just trying to walk out of the grass. That's the... the... That thing about if a, if an onyx lives over a hundred years, then it turns into a steelix. That's exactly that, like, oh, a ten-year-old wrote this and just was, like, writing down a bunch of crazy facts. Um, so, let's see. Horsey is a grass. Elicate is a flying. Vulpix is an ice. Marowak is a psychic. Staryu is a ghost rock. Steelix is a grass, and he knows an, a nice move. Um, but that's our squad for now. I'm sure we'll catch more Pokemon later. Um, as we approach the end of the episode, I would like to say um, there is uh, patreon.com slash locathor is a Patreon for, this, uh, for me and this podcast, and if you would like to see video versions of the audio-only Let's Plays, you can do so by subscribing to the Patreon. Um, there are two subscribers so far, uh, the Skeleton House podcast and the Bill's JRPG Adventures podcast. So uh, thank you to them. And um, I guess there's nothing else to do while wrapping up. Hope to see you guys next time. Hi, everyone. Uh, look through here. It turns out when I went to find the, um, the YouTube video and all that for that Diablo remix that I've been talking about, um, it had been removed from OC Remix for not being technically uh, an OC Remix because it is mostly an original instrumental composition with just the game narration over top. It's not actually based off of the actual music. Um, from the game, which is amazing music made by Matt Ullman, and I'm sure I'll talk about Matt Ullman's music at another time. But for now, uh, I'm just giving this quick explanation that uh, despite what I said earlier, I am going to put the entire song uh, right onto the end of this episode, and so you'll hear that in just a second. Take heed and bear witness to the truths that lie herein, for they are the last legacy of the Haradrim. There is a war that rages on even now, beyond the fields that we know, between the utopian kingdoms of the high heavens and the chaotic pits of the burning hells. This war is known as the Great Conflict. 
and it has raged and burned longer than any of the stars in the sky. Neither side ever gains sway for long, as the forces of light and darkness constantly vie for control over all creation. So it came to be that there was a great revolution within the burning hells, known as the Dark Exile. The lesser evils overthrew the three prime evils and banished their spirit forms to the mortal realm. The demons Belial, the Lord of Lies, and Osmodon, the Lord of Sin, fought to claim rulership of hell during the absence of the three brothers. All of hell polarized between the factions of Belial and Osmodon, while the forces of the high heavens continually battered upon the very gates of hell. Side and help to dictate the course of a sin. 